With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. And I am your hostess with the Moses, getting ready to have a great time again tonight. Welcome to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roslyn's Corner. I want to welcome everyone tonight. As Like I always say, everybody, hey, you know what? Let's kick back, let's relax, and let's just have a good time tonight. And tonight is going to be, oh man, look, it's going to be a phenomenal show. I have some great, great people on the line that I'm going to have to introduce themselves as we go along. And, um, but you know what I do? Before I start my show, I always like to give the accolades to my company, T25CL Entertainment, where we are a great innovative company. We're a global platform for pay-per-view distribution of independent artists has been established. I invite you, look, go to our website at www.t25clgalaxytalkradio.com. Go to www.t25cl.com, listen to the radio shows, go to the .com, and download the music of these independent artists. I mean, just go to our website and see how phenomenal it is. We're doing such great things. I'm so very proud of our company and the things that we're doing. United We Stand will be out shortly. Uh, a film is called an Edutainment. It's a documentary of things that's going on in Africa, but also it's a concert in one. Great, great artist that's on there. I just invite you once it's out, and we definitely will let everyone know it's going to be a great, great show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, tonight we're going to start. I, I, I said it was, you know, my, my Johnny McGrand and friends, but it's, it's all my friends, too. And I, I look forward to our show tonight because we are going to be covering quite a few things here, okay? Um, we're going to start with by Johnny McGrand, but we're going to start also with um, um, what's going on in our community as a people. So right now I'm getting ready to open up all the live people who are on the panel right now. And as I go along, I want each of you to yourselves. And let's start out with um, uh, Miss Evelyn. Miss yeah. Evelyn, you're there. Yes, I'm here. All right. So for all my listening audience, please give them, introduce yourself and tell them a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Evelyn Payne. I um, was born and raised in Natchitoches, Louisiana, so I'm from the South. Um, I, as, as a profession, I worked with in early education, taught and became an administrator in the field, and I also taught uh, adults that were learning the um, education, uh, learning to the, to the field, I actually taught at a university. So um, I'm just really happy to be a part of this uh, discussion tonight, and uh, I just want to say thank you to you, Rosalind, for allowing me to do that. 
You are so welcome, my sister. All right, we're definitely going with the ladies. So we got uh, Miss Tiffany, Rochelle. Please, for all our listening audience and for all our newcomers, introduce yourself and tell them a little bit about yourself. Hi, Rosalyn. Hi, good evening. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for the opportunity to come in and participate. Uh, my name is Tiffany Rochelle, and I am a um, lifestyle design coach and an instructor in the art of womanhood. I actually have a group called the Unsung Woman, and what I focus on is helping women to reconnect to their highest possibilities and achievement in all areas of their life. And I connect to their higher selves, their deeper purpose, trust and intuition, and help them increase their influence in the world. So that is really a big thing for me where um, my mission is getting women back into alignment, into a place to bring balance to the families and to and to the world in general. So I do that through coaching, speaking, writing, and um, I'm actually getting ready to launch a leadership program in South Africa. So that's me. Awesome. Thank you. That is awesome. Very good. Very good. Now, out of Georgia, I think your name was Kendra? Um, yeah, except it's not I, It's not Georgia. Um, I live in Vancouver. Oh, okay. It's coming up. As, okay, very good. Well, go ahead. Introduce yourself and tell yeah, us a little I, bit I about used to, I used to live in Georgia. Um, yeah, my name's Kendra. Um, they also call me Morgan. I go by Snake Eyes. That's my nickname. Um, but yeah, I was actually a Scientologist for 13 years, and uh, just within the last few years, I have uh, finally sort of seen the light and uh, found Jesus, and I've left Scientology. And now I'm actually I'm starting my own business, and I'm working as a spiritual dominatrix now. So I am bringing the word of the Lord to my clients, and you know, spreading His good word. And I'm very, very happy. I think I finally found my calling in life. So. Very good. And how did you find out about T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio in Roslyn's Corner? Um, I have a friend. Her name, her name is Keisha, and she actually told me about it. I don't know if she comes on often, but she told me about Talk Shoe. So. Very good. Very good. All right. So let's get to our brothers. Uh, let's get to our brother Wayne in Carolina, North Carolina. Brother Elliot, let our listening audience know who you are and what you do. Oh, praise God. How you doing, Rosalind? Again, thank you for allowing me to be on the show tonight. Uh, of course, my name is Elliot Hoskins. Um, I'm an 18-year veteran in law enforcement. I'm actually a homicide detective. Uh, I'm, I'm a published author. I have a book out called The Equipped Servant. I also have a radio show called Let's Talk Real Life that I do five nights a week. And I have an upcoming music workshop I'm doing here in North Carolina called Claim the Fame Music Intelligence Workshop uh, for October 24th. Very good, very good. Now, do we have it? Is uh, my sister Sandra on the line? I am. I'm Sandra Velasquez, originally from Trinidad and Tobago. I live here in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm an ordained minister, um, non-denomination, and um, also I have a foundation for women and children uh, who experience crisis, whether it's domestic violence, fire, divorce, death, um, to help them become uh, productive again in society. I have a production company called Velasquez Productions, and I'm so excited to be on tonight. Thank you, Roslyn. You are so very welcome. It's so great to have all of you. And do we have uh, my next brother? My next brother on the line is Johnny Legrand. Are you there, sir? Uh, yes, Rosalind, I'm here. 
I just want to say uh, hi to everybody. Can you can you hear me? Yes, yes. we can hear you. Okay. Uh, my name is Johnny Legrand. Uh, I've become very uh, preoccupied with relationships. So I wrote a book on relationships. It's called Kings and Queens, Real Relationships Explained. And uh, the reason I got into relationships was because uh, my relationships were failing, and I couldn't figure out why. So I was doing everything wrong. And then when I looked around, I saw everybody else was doing things like I was doing. So I see that there's a, a, a vast need for the information that I'm trying to get out to everyone. So that's what that's basically what I do is the relationship thing. All right, very good. Now, the reason I have put this panel together is because of the fact that we are dealing, or uh, let me rephrase that, um, each of you ladies and gentlemen deal in relationships with people. And to really think about what's going on, not only um, in our own individual lives, but in the world, in our nation, in our communities, uh, there's so much going on. Um, but what we want to do is let's first start out, and I had uh, Brother Johnny Legrand want to start out because he has his 10 steps that he's going to go over. But then we're going to go more in depth of what's going on in our nation and as a people. Um, so, Brother Johnny, I'm going to go ahead and give you the platform to start out first. And, of course, when you go over your, your each step, um, I want to stop so that each individual will have their time to share or give their input um, on what you're speaking on, okay? Okay. All right. Well, uh, I have developed a, a, a powerful piece of information called 10 Steps to a Real Relationship. And what I like to do is make a dif I differentiate between uh, regular relationships, which most people have, and real relationships, which most people will probably never know in their whole life. See, So that's, so that's what I want people to have, something that very few people have. And, and it's worth whatever you have to do to achieve that. So the, my first step is, Make changing and improving yourself your highest priority. Now, when most people uh, look at relationship information in general, they have a tendency to, to apply it to the, their mate, the, the other person. And when you, when you do that, that's your first step to your relationship failing, when you decide to look at them and not you. Okay, and then step two is lose all the prior negative conditioning. And what that means is there's two places we get all our relationship information from in general. One is the media, and those are horrible relationships. We see people going from person to person. Uh, the relationships don't really mean anything. And the other place is our family and friends as we're growing up. And most of those people have bad relationships. So those are the places we actually get most of our information on relationships, and it's all messed up. So I want people to forget about all that prior negative programming, what your 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 family told you you have to do, what you saw happening, what your friends told you you need to do, and all that, men and women. Forget all that because what you have to do is something new and different. Okay, step three, focus on pleasing your mate and stop saying no. No is negative. Yes is positive. 
And I tell people that when you, every time you tell your mate no, you're, drop, you're driving a, another nail into the coffin of that relationship. So what you want to try to do is accommodate your mate wherever you can, anytime you can. And when you say no, it should, be, it should stand out like a sore thumb because you always say yes. So when you get to something serious enough where you have to, you have to put your foot down, you have no, you can't do that. And, and basically, okay. that's, yeah. Okay, so now those are the first three points, right? All right, now, ladies, mm-hmm. what do you have to say about this? Because I know the ladies have some type of comment. Let's start with Miss Tiffany. Um, actually, most of what he said I agree with so far. I know that we've been on this radio show together before and we had we had a little difference of opinion. However, he hasn't he hasn't and he didn't specify it was only for women, so I, I agree with the statements he's made so far. Well I wanted I wanted everyone to it's very important to to use positive um, language when you're speaking to anyone, but specifically and especially in a relationship, because you're right, a lot of times I know the three words that everybody hates to hear is we need to talk. Well, that's four words, but you know what I mean. We need to talk. And so when we come to somebody and the first thing we say is, why did you leave the toilet seat up? It automatically creates a negative conversation so we can reframe the things we say and and put them in a positive light so i agree mm-hmm. so far i wanted to draw everyone's attention to the fact that so far what i've put in these steps so far has been working on yourself not the other person mm-hmm. I, I would you like to me? draw I'm everyone's attention hello I called in right at the start of the show, and then I, I just want to know, why did you introduce everybody else except me? Like, what did I do wrong? Oh, I apologize. And you are? I'm Ron from Bel Air. I was here right at the start of the call, and then you introduced everybody, but you skipped over me. I'm like, what's the problem? Are you a racist or something? Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, quit playing the race card, man. Well, Miss Iris also skipped over. I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, my name is Robert Vance. Uh, I'd like to introduce myself as well, if that's okay with you. Sure, go ahead. Uh, my well, name's. Robert, uh, I just asked you a question. You sound familiar. How big is your penis? So that's. I think that's inappropriate. Um, I, I won't be answering that question. Uh, I would do what I have to say is I, I am a, a Reiki practitioner. I'm a ninth level degree. Um, I, I also uh, I work with the African American Studies Department at my university. Uh, uh-huh. and, uh, I, I think that uh, balancing energy and maintaining positive chakra flow is essential uh, to solving uh, the problems that we face with racism in the United States today. And why don't you tell us a little bit of what does that mean, the chakra flow? Oh, the, see, the chakra flows are charged with energy, and um, you, it's important to have uh, balanced chakras. If if you have uh, one chakra uh, point of energy in your body that has too much energy, it can, uh, you know, sort of uh, unbalance your life. Like if you have uh, too much energy in your throat chakra, you end up like uh, shouting too much, 
you know, stuff like that. And uh, okay. one of the one of the best ways to clean the chakras are uh, eating uh, peyote buttons, which are a natural medicine. I'm also uh, a student of ethnobotany at my university. Okay, very good, very good. Well, just Amsa, I apologize for your name again. My name is Robert Vance, uh, third yep. degree Reiki master. Yes, that's my full title. All right, very good, very good. All right, so let's go back to um, uh. the question. Uh, the three points that we were covering, um, and um, Robert, I think we want to tap into some more of what you what you are about. Okay, um, uh, let's go to Miss uh, Evelyn. Evelyn, yes. Um, well, of course, I was I was all ears on this because I've been married for forty five years. I'll celebrate my forty fifth wedding anniversary on the twenty fifth of this month, um, and I'm I'm really agreeing Rob, Rob, with. Rob, I'm sorry. You've been um, married 45 um, years? 45 years. Congratulations, lady. I thank, didn't know that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it, uh, I have. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing and I'm making notes on all of this because I want to make sure that I don't miss anything because there's always something you, new that you can learn. You know, even though we've, we've survived and we've, we've made it this far, um, I, I'm really all ears to hear the, 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 the you know the other uh, seven points because uh, I think this 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 is very important, I, and I totally agree that the negative condition that that we've had, if the the media, especially pornography, you know those kinds of things have Absolutely. totally jilted totally jilted our society, and you know it made men think that this is what sex is supposed to be about, or love making is supposed to be about, and that's the wrong thing. So I just um, I'm, I'm I I. So far, you know, I'm, I'm going along with what you're saying here. Okay. Should I continue? All right. And we have one more young lady. Kendra? Yes, yes. Go ahead. We would love to hear from you and your take is on the first few points that John covered. Yeah, well, from what I was hearing, it really sounded like um, the the man who was speaking um Kind of coming from, I'd hate to say it, like a chauvinistic kind of place. Um, I'm, oh, I'm a feminist. Please. Oh, and please. Stop. Hold on. Let's get, wait, hold on, Johnny. We, we want to give our, our callers a, the chance. Go ahead. The point. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard, I believe I've heard him before talking um, on your show. And okay. yeah, it just seems like uh, his, his viewpoints come from a place of, uh, chauvinism, it seems. Uh, it doesn't seem like he respects uh, women as much as he should. Um, I okay. believe we're what all part? equal. Just if if anything, hey, hey, listen, buddy, let me talk. I'm talking. See right yes. there, that proves my point. Exactly. So when a woman is speaking, when anyone's speaking, it's polite to not talk over them. So, um, exactly. Yes. Good, good, good. And, and it's also polite to not laugh condescendingly when somebody's talking. I'm sure you think that my opinion is equal to that of a cow or a pig or something, but that's not true. So I'm a woman, and I'm equally as intelligent as you, probably more so. So um, I think that perhaps that you should, you should right consider there. dropping a little yes, bit of the COVID attitude, and I think your uh, issues with relationships would probably get a lot better once you did that. I define you to tell me what part of this is chauvinistic so far. I define you to tell me what part is chauvinistic. 
Um, As I said, I've heard, heard, I've heard you talking this. before, and well, I'm, I'm just saying where I'm you speak about from a place of three speak from a place of chauvinism. The three points I just covered. What part is chauvinistic? As I just said, I believe your core beliefs and values come from a purely chauvinistic place. Therefore, therefore, everything you you say has tensions of chauvinism. You're not listening. You're not answering the question. I asked you a question. I did. If you'd shut up for long enough to let me talk, I said, "What part?" I would answer your question. (laughs) Are you going to shut up so I can answer your question? Okay. I I defy you to answer. Wait a minute. Okay, hold on. The referee in me, this is Tiffany. I just want to interject here. Um, this is, this is, we can't, we're, we, we're trying to have a discussion. and uh, I'm going to mute everyone because what we're going to do on my show is that we're going to respect one another. We're going to listen to one another. We're not going to talk over one another. And we're going to give each other respect. Okay. So let's hold on to that. Let's hold on to that thought. Um, and so the, the question was, um, um, was um, what part did, did you feel um, was, um, was um, chauvinistic or you disagreed with, with Johnny? Uh, Johnny, what is this? I would be happy to this person just talking over me. They just keep talking over me. Yeah. I can't even answer the question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. As I said, I've heard him before on previous shows, and there was nothing in particular in these three things he just listed or four things he just listed, but I believe his core beliefs come from a place of, you know, chauvinism and not respecting women. Therefore, everything he says sort of has tinges of it to me. I can just see, I can feel it resonating off everything he says, you know, just Mm-hmm. This is just for me. I've heard him okay. before on previous shows, and I was I was quite offended by a lot of things he said. Okay. Saying. All right. All right. So now, um, thank you, thank you, sweetie. That's uh, your opinion. Now let's go to the Miss um, Sandra down in Georgia. Give us your opinion. Of what are you thinking um, of for the first three points regarding the relationship and what he was sharing? Because you know, uh, this is from a woman's yeah. point of view. From a man, from a man sharing about relationships, of course, women are going to have their point of view. And what is your point of view? Well, um, based on the three points that he just listed, um, you know, I have to say I'm totally in agreement with the points that he lifted because I'm a divorcee. I was married for 15 years, and I remembered five years into the marriage, the husband that I thought God had given to me, I remember five years in the relationship having a conversation with him, and I remembered one lady said tonight, the four words we don't want to hear is let's talk, right? Let us talk. And um, I remember talking with my husband, and I, you know, because I had, you know, I saw things that needed to be changed, and um, so, you know, I didn't mar- get married to get, you know, for, you know, to get divorced, and so I told him, you know, we need to talk, and um, I told him, you know, if there is anything in me that he wanted me to change, let me know, and he was like, no, I'm cool, I'm good with everything, so then I said, no, you need to really think about it, and he was like, no, I'm good. I said, well, there are things in you I need for you to change. And he said to me, I'm like my father, and I will never change. That day, 
I made a decision that I would change. And I looked above everything he did because I wanted a home of peace. I didn't want a home of yelling and screaming and having my son in a, you know, rough environment. So that day I made a decision I would change. And one of the things I heard him say is, you need to change in the relationship. And I decided to, to change. And I believe I walked in peace, and I came out uh, on the better side then, you know. I had to walk away eventually. I stayed with him 10 more years, which, you know, made it 15 years. But I walked in peace. He went that day when I made a decision to focus on me and no more on him. He went from bad to worse. And eventually I had to walk away from the relationship, but I walked away learning a whole lot from the relationship and leaving the residue behind with him so I can move on and have successful relationship. I'm single today because I choose to be single um, at this period in my life, but I love relationship and I would love to be married again one day. But it was a blessing to me and it helped me to learn what I needed to learn in the relationship and I made a decision to focus on me. All right, very good. I'm personally very offended by the way that gentleman dealt with things. He was extremely rude to Kendra. He was being chauvinistic and... Uh, uh, I think it would be appropriate at this juncture if he apologized. No, okay, uh, I'm, I, I'm, I have a comment. I'm very I'm sorry. sorry. I, I'm, I'm, uh, you okay. I agree with you. I will bring a little more passion to the table. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. This is part of the problem. You speak over everybody. It's incredibly disrespectful. People should have a right to air their views and be able to say what they want. You said at this point, I should apologize, and that's what I was doing. Can we have the gentleman? Let him finish, Johnny. Let him finish, please. Let him finish. You are so rude to people. People bother to take the time to call up and be a guest and share their opinions. And you you just kind of shout them down and speak over them. And uh, I'll be honest, and I'm speaking as a man here myself, and please don't start interrupting me again, but well, Kendra was trying to make a valid point about your chauvinism, and I think that's plain for everyone to see. And I just think you were, you were so rude to her. I think you, you should give her an apology. You know, stop being a I was trying punk. to do that, and you told me to shut up. Yeah, well, now you can speak. Uh, now, can we get Kendra back in here? Maybe you can just say you're sorry for what you said. Yeah, can you Kendra? You were a massive there, yeah. I'm, a I'm sorry. I, I, did, I did not mean to talk over you. I'm sorry. Kendra, Kendra, oh, you yeah. said apology. I mean, is Kendra on the line still? I don't know if yeah, she's still I'm here. Can you hear me? Are you, are you okay you there, Kendra? Oh, this man yeah, was extremely. Yeah, I was a little, I was a little upset. I've, you know, I've had it with. Well, you know, let me, let me. Uh, first of all, uh, okay. apologize. I really don't. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Talking over everybody. We were speaking, sir. Do you mind? Yeah, hold on a moment. Let, let, if I have I'm to not saying anything. I'm not saying a word. 
you hold on a goddamn. We were having a conversation. You have no right to speak over it like that. This is my show. Hold on a moment. Hold on a moment. Hold on a moment. I don't want to have anyone disrespect anyone. And for keep Did you hear that, sir? Stop disrespecting me. Stop disrespecting me, okay? I would like to get my box if that's okay. I'm here. Can you all hear me? Let's move on with the show. Let's move on with the show, please, ladies and gentlemen. Let's move on with the show. Before we go on with the show, may I just ask Kendra one more thing? Sure, you can. Kendra, honey, what are you doing after the show? Excuse me? I'm Robert Vance. I'm a third degree Reiki master, and I believe that all uh, living things are equal on the earth. And so I have no problem with uh, the fact that this man was addressing uh, Kendra like she was a cow or a dog. I think that was the com- com- uh, comment she made. Because, you yeah. know, I'm basically the same as a cow. We're equal. We're both living forces, forces of nature on this earth. All right, very good. All right, well, we're going to move on with the show, okay? All right, so what I may have to do, I might have to just um, mute everyone so that everyone can give each other that, that oh, respect. Can, I, can okay? I say one thing quickly? You also said that if, after every point that the man made, um, we'd each get a chance to weigh in, and he went through like three or four points before anyone got to say anything. And it he kind of it well, makes him like kind of take over the show that way. So it would be great if we could just follow the the protocol that you uh, told us of at the beginning. That would be awesome. Okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. I want him to go through this quick because there's some other issues that I would like to cover uh, regarding the current events that's happening in our nation today. So um, we're going to get through his points. Um, and I haven't heard from Elliot. I need to hear from Elliot from North Carolina. Elliot, are you there? Hey, I'm here. I'm just listening to all the arguments. Yeah, uh, well, we apologize for, you know, we, we don't need to don't argue. We don't need to, um, you know, disrespect anyone. I don't I'm believe Ron has finished. Okay, so um, go ahead, uh, Elliot. We're going to move Ron, on. Ron, go ahead. Okay. Um, well, the three points that I did here that, that I heard the gentleman raise, uh, I was in full agreement with those three points. And so uh, I'm ex- I mean, I'm excited to hear the rest of them. But those three he did raise, those three that he did present, uh, I, I do agree with those because it, do- it does appear that he started out talking about what, what you need to do for yourself to improve the relationship. So uh, those, those, those three I agree with. I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of them. All right, all right. And then we have one more person. Who's on, who else is on the line here? Okay, so we got everybody. Uh, Mr. Vance is here. Mr. Vance is here. Um, I think that a lot of these uh, issues, these conflicts we're having uh, between the guests are due to uh, sacral uh, chakra imbalance. Uh, it has to do with your passions. And I think um, if, if you just, like, maybe ate a couple peyote buttons and met your spirit animal, then you could, uh, like, learn what you need to do to correct the imbalances. Uh, maybe eat some more basil or or parsley in your diet. That could help. That's that's all I have to say. All right, very good. All right, so now what we want to do, and herbs are always good for you. Herbs are always good. All right, so what we want to do is um, 
we're going to move on. Let, let me uh, go ahead so we can, we're going to have this open panel after we're done here. Um, let's see. Okay, so what I want you to do is go ahead with your other points because you have, I want you to go through the next three points and we'll, because um, as well. Wait, wait a minute, Ronald. Uh, she said that she felt that I was being chauvinistic. And what I wanted to do was clear up that point before I move on. What part of what I said, I said three points. Make changing and improving yourself your highest priority. Did I you not listen to me? I, I answered your I'm question talking, already. I'm talking. I'm talking. Well, you don't seem to care when I'm talking. I'm talking. Okay, hold on a minute. Well, I've already I'm answered your question. So you're I'm just wasting talking. everyone's time. I'm not even talking to you right now, Kendra. Okay, you're wasting you. everyone's time. No, I, yes. I don't think I am. Just because you think I am doesn't mean I am. Johnny, Johnny, uh, what you need to do is move on because we have a lot to cover. Okay. okay. Look, look, look. I, see, I don't mind if somebody has a disagreement with but when I say, well, why, why do you say that, and they can't come up with anything, that's a problem for me. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll move on to four. Please. Le learn to be lovable. Now, what does that mean? That means you have to learn to do things that are lovable, to say things that are lovable, and to think things that are lovable if you want someone to love you. You have to be lovable. You can't act any old kind of way and somebody's supposed to love you. Okay, five, make yourself valuable. Make someone, make someone else's life more valuable, and you in turn will become more valuable. And that's what we all want to do is be valuable to somebody. That's what we all want to do. We all want to be valuable. Okay, six, learn to really listen to your mate. Listen and try to hear what they are really saying and what it really means. Think about what they say, let it sink in, and try to really feel them. Okay? So that's four, five, and six. Now, now did any, any of that sound chauvinistic? Go ahead. I'm, I'm saying, did, did any, does anybody think any of that sounded chauvinistic? Any of it sounded uh, late? Hello? Yes. Can yes, I, yes. I, okay. Um, I don't think any of it sounded blatantly chauvinistic, but it sounded like you might have um, a bit of uh, confidence in your... Uh, hmm, let me think. Uh, it, it's sort of like... Uh, it, it seems like you're, you're trying to take the role of the instructor here and, and I don't think you're giving like equal footing uh to, to uh to, to both the uh the concerns and complaints uh that that Kendra has. Uh, I think that the chauvinism that she's speaking of is a little bit more nuanced. Uh and I also think um you know uh, how, how, where, how, where are you getting that from? I just said the three points that I think that that I put together here that I I don't know how you get chauvinistic out of that at all. I don't think. Oh, it's, no. Hello, I'm sorry. This is Tiffany. I have to weigh in. I, this this is going out of control, and this is actually very irritating to me, and it's very disrespectful on all levels to all the guests. 
Mm-hmm. One thing, this is not this is not the Kendra show. This is not about Kendra being hurt. And I'm sorry, Kendra, if you were offended or upset. I do agree that Johnny should not have spoken over you. However, what he said was not chauvinistic. He did not say female or male. He said mate. Now, coming from him as a man and hearing him from before, I can understand how you feel that way because I've been on the radio with him. And that's, that's a conversation at the time, but at this time, at this moment, in this present time, what he's saying is applicable to males and females. It is not a chauvinistic statement. And for people to keep trying to harp on that and about him offending, he is talking as an instructor. He wrote well, a book. He is talking. Me. I'm sorry, hold on. Let me finish. Let me, let me finish. Okay. He is talking okay. from the point of his instruction that he wrote in his book. We are trying to talk about the points on the book. It's not about who feels more or who isn't more. And I understand, again, like I said, the the arguing and the shouting should not have occurred. He should not have screamed at you, should not have screamed at him. But right now, you know, what he is saying is not, it does not have a sex to it. He said mate, and he okay. said he's speaking from a man's point of view, so automatically we assume he's talking about a woman. And, again, I understand his point, and I understand your point, but what we need to do is move the show forward because if not, okay. I'm not going to be able to continue. Okay. That's Can correct. I just say that really quickly? That's essentially like saying, you know, if Hitler was making a speech about being a vegetarian, it would be wrong to bring up the fact that, you know, he killed that many Jews when it kind of goes hand in hand, you know? Just it doesn't go might hand in hand. That's two totally different subjects. And if you're biased by what he said, I understand that as well. That is your reality, and that's fine. What I'm stating and what everyone else on the panel has stated is the points that he made were non-sex specific, and they apply so to anybody. The women, spoke, the women spoke and said it is applicable in their marriages. The men spoke and said, yes, it makes sense. So I'm talking so about here so today, Hitler, right now. I'm not, talking about, I, 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 I'm not talking about Hitler. This is, Hitler's not in this conversation, and now you're making now, now you're making no sense. You know, I, Hitler I was wasn't a vegetarian was, all of the time. He, he okay, I, I, I can't do this, Paul. I'm sorry. Thank you, everybody, for your time. Thank you, Rosalind, for inviting me. I am done with this conversation. Yeah, but I'm, I'm uh, you know, like I said, I'm trying to get everyone to respect one another. And it's like uh, like she was saying, um, we're trying to, Johnny's trying to make his, his, get his points across regarding the, regarding the show, but it's just, um, he was trying oh. to make a point, and that is the problem. So you don't like it being done to you, do you? You should not speak over people, right? She was right. trying to make a point about your chauvinism and your racism, and you, you mm. just talk, you just bully people, and it's it's just terrible. Okay, so what we're going to do? Let's go ahead and, yeah. and um, speaking over me. I was, uh-oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. You were saying? Stupid cunt. Hmm? Oh, my goodness. Okay, let's go on. Uh, go ahead, Johnny. I would just mute him. Yeah, we're, we're, we're out. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, let's see. I gave the four, five, and six. Okay, seven. Invest emotionally in your relationship. Always do and say things that will bring the two of you closer together and significantly improve the quality of your friendship. Eight, 
Acknowledge that your mate means more to you than anything else on this planet. Look for opportunities to show your mate exactly how valuable they are to you and let them know why they are so valuable. Nine, always mean what you say and always say what you mean. If you don't mean it, don't say it. If you do mean it, don't just say it. Show them you mean it. Like when you say, I love you. Don't just say that. Show that. And then 10, totally commit yourself to your relationship. Put in your 110%. That's 100, not 50%. Your 110%. Choose the best mate you can choose. Be the best person you can be and give it everything you've got. And that's it. All right. All right. Very good. Very good. So now we have uh, Sandra, who's still there, correct? Sandra? Yes, Rosalind. Uh huh. I'm I'm still here. Yeah, right. and um, I totally agree. Um, again, uh, with what he said because those things that um, um, let me just move away from this little noise. Yeah, yeah, those things that he um mentioned even as I began to struggle in my marriage, um, as I began to do everything to make my marriage work, I had to make my spouse more important than myself. In order to do that, you have to have a, a level of confidence in yourself to know that you're not really being um, um, non-valuable, but you are you, you you have to have a certain confidence to put that person first. And um and I'll put some scriptures out here like uh you do unto others as you will have them do unto you. So the love that you want back that's what you put out. You know, okay. and you, you really cater to them. You make them their cheerleader. And I believe, you know, in sowing and reaping, if you sow that love, you would eventually reap that love, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, and um, in, in my case, you know, God had to teach me to do, um, he had to teach me to do those things in the relationship. Sometimes... Um, the people, the, the, the spouse, whether it's male or female, would be appreciative of that and they would, they would, um, they would you know, desire to change and make the changes. And then sometimes some people are just bent on, on, on not wanting to change and, and being the abuser and stuff. And in this case, he was bent. He had a greater love for what he did. But in my home, I had, you know, it, there wasn't like fighting. There was, you know, a level of peace. What he did was when he went out and did things on the outside. However, it made me more mature. It made me a better person. And so it didn't make me bitter, it made me better. So now I feel like when I enter into another relationship, I feel like I've learned so many wonderful lessons that I um, am willing to still continue to give into another relationship and and, and wait until that person comes where I can, you know, they would appreciate that love and you making them more valuable so that relationship would be successful. I totally agree. I have God has to teach me this. Yes. Very good. Very good. Thank you, my sister. All right. So, Sister Evelyn, are you still there? Oh, 
I hope I didn't mute Evelyn. Um, Evelyn, are you there? Hi, I'd just like to apologize for my outburst earlier. I have a serious anger management problem. I'd just like to That's apologize right. for, for the swear word there. No problem, no problem. Thank you. Um, so, uh, Elliot, uh, let's get a, a brother's point of view here. And then what I want to do, when we finish here, I want to wrap up and I want to talk about the current affairs, which we are trying to get into right now. So go ahead, Elliot. Okay, thank you, Rosalind. Um, well, after listening to those 10 points, uh, I would say I totally agree with all the 10 points. I can say that because I went through a divorce myself. And what you just gave out those 10 points was the same thing, the same thing God showed me in my divorce and what I went through and the things and things and the things that uh, I had to deal with. We're first starting with myself and how and the problems I brought into the marriage. So I agree with them. I, I think they're excellent points. I think they can be very beneficial to a lot of people. And so, brother, uh, I encourage you, man, to keep doing what you're doing. And uh, I like them. Hey, Elliot, you, you know where I got, where I formulated this? The reason I even came up with this stuff, because I went through a divorce. It was the most dramatic thing that has ever happened to me in my life. And I wanted to make sure that I don't go through that again, and nobody else does if I can give them the information. That's why mm-hmm. I did it. And I've yeah. tried, uh, the reason I took exception to her saying that it was chauvinistic is because I've tried my absolute best to make it not one-sided or the other-sided because I know that if I do that, it can't give any help to anybody. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I mean, those points. Thank you. Those points were not chauvinistic, not the point. So, again, I mean, I'm not going get to get into other things because I, I haven't heard you before. So all I can say is that. Those ten points you just gave, I believe, are, are beneficial. I think they're helpful. Thank you very much. And, uh, and because I, I saw those things in myself. So. Thank you, That's mm-hmm. all I want to do is exactly. exactly. And I think that is the main key why we wanted to go with these ten points, because there are ten mm-hmm. points that are, like you said, beneficial. And, uh, you know, it's, it's sad that the young lady felt it was chauvinistic, but we are moving on here and Wait, trying well, to make um, it Ross, a better. Yes, sir. Ross, I just wanted to, if, if, if anybody would be interested in those 10 points, if they uh, email me, go to my blog and leave a comment, uh, I'll send them the 10 steps. Go ahead and give me your information to your blog. Okay, my, my, blog's, my blog address is... Johnny Legrand, that's J-O-H-N-N-Y-L-E-G-R-A-N-D dot blogspot, B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com. That's Johnny Legrand dot blogspot dot com. And you, if you send me a request for the 10 steps, I'll, I'll uh, email it to you. All right, very good. Everyone heard that. All right, so now what I wanted to do before we wrapped up our show is really to go over everything that has taken place um, in our nation today. Because when you talk about relationships and everything that's going on in the world today, um, it's it's really – it's hard to fathom. It's hard to really get a hold to, especially with us as a people. And I want uh, each of you really to give uh, give us your opinion as to what you feel is going on with us as a people and as a nation. 
And I know it's vast. There's so many steps that we can talk about. But uh, what I wanted, I wanted to get uh, your opinion. Um, so let's start with, um, is Evelyn there? Okay, Evelyn's not there. Okay, let's go. With, uh, let's start with you, Elliot. Mm, okay. Let me make sure I heard what you said. You said give my my comments uh, in regards to where we are as us as a people. Mm-hmm. And, and what was the other one? Because as a people and as a nation. Okay. Well, and I'm um, talking about what, what we as African Americans are going through today. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought we were talking about. Well, I mean, we've seen. I mean, we've seen everything that everything has happened. Uh, of course, the most recent the most recent event is the uh, is, is the nine deaths in South Carolina. But but we can go back further than that. Uh, we, we can go back to Florida to Trayvon Martin, uh, jo- Jordan Davis, and we can and we can uh, transition forward. And so, as far as us as a people, uh, of course, there there has been a lot of things that has happened that has made us that has made a lot of us extremely angry. Now, as, as I said at the very beginning when I introduced myself, I'm a cop. I've been a cop for 18 years. Uh, I work homicide now, and so and so I've I've been the brunt of uh, uh, some of these things where they say you know, you know officers are, are taking advantage of overstepping their boundaries, and then also been an African American male, and so I can I can I can relate to how to how to how you feel how we feel, and so for us as a people, uh, I, I, I I truly believe we're gonna have to we're gonna have to uh, work closer together. I, I, I believe we're gonna have to stop being so so fragmented. And, and really come together, and not, and not just come together doing tragedies. Uh, as far as far as us as a nation, uh, until we listen, until we deal with the, the issue of racism, and stop acting like it doesn't exist, and stop acting like we've come that far, until we deal with that issue, we'll be having these same events, having these same talking points another ten years from now. And so I think we have to deal with the issue. Stop. Act like it doesn't exist, and stop trying to uh, uh, sugarcoat it or cover it up with other things. Both. That's what I feel. Can I ask a question, Elliot? Sure. Okay. When you say sugarcoating it, who specifically are you talking about sugarcoating it? Well, listen. Of I, co- I, uh, listen. Huh? Of, of course. I'm sorry. When I say when I say covering up, we. I'm talking about I'm, I'm talking about yeah, our our white brothers and sisters. They continue to act like racism has racism racism has is, is annihilated. It, it, it no longer exists. And so until until they acknowledge that racism is still just as alive and well right now, then we're gonna we're gonna continue to have these problems. Okay, I hear there's a nine noise in the background. I've got to mute uh, the noise um, or mute your phones. Um, okay. Rosalind? Yes. Hello. Okay, this is Sandra. Um, yes. I have something to say. Um, 
with the the, the nation and as a people. Um, I have um, I'm originally from uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Also, I've lived in um, Belgium, Europe. I've had access to you know Paris, Germany, and all those places. And um, you know, uh, I feel like as a no. nation, yeah, we have a job to the world, okay, but. Sometimes we need to focus home because while we are busy taking care of the issues of the world, we have flags in the country that is signifying division and, separ- and separation and, and, and a kingdom divided among itself can't stand. So when you have this, um, when you have uh, something signifying division, you have everything coming in uh, to us as a people, everything coming into us as a nation, and we will always have these issues until we first deal with the issues at home, then we should try and fix issues abroad. You know, we have hungry people here in America, but we feed hungry people overseas, and, and people here are starving, literally starving. And you know I have my foundation for women and children who experience crisis. And one family, yes, I think yes. I mentioned to you on one of my show on, on yes. one of the shows where, yeah, I mentioned to you on one of the shows where this lady had a beautiful home, but once we opened the door, there were no beds in the house with seven people in the home. You know, and, and, and we're fixing issues abroad, and sometimes the people abroad are hating the Americans because they feel like the Americans are the policemen. They think they're the policemen of the world, you know. And sometimes what I have to do when I'm overseas and, you know, run into these issues, I have to make a difference right there and then. I would say something like, I understand what you're saying, and what can I do here and now to make a difference? you know and and I would take it upon myself and I say that to say this if we individually try to make a difference where we are it can it, it, it would spread you know as a nation and then as a people I um, when I began to pastor my own church in, in Belgium Europe I wondered why, you know, the, 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 the blacks were so hateful towards each other. And I had to, you know, get my, uh, my husband at the time to go get a movie because I wanted to understand this because I was not raised like this. I was raised in a very family-oriented environment, and I couldn't understand it. And um, I saw the movie Dangerous Mind with Michelle Pfeiffer and whatnot, and what, it's, what, what happened in that movie, the children were doing the, the the error, the wrong in the schools and, you know, fighting and the gang, but there was an issue home. What was the issue at home? Poverty. Poverty. So, you know, and now I'm going to go to the scripture where he said, you know, we ought to, you know, we, we, we ought to witness in Samaria and in Judea and then into the uttermost parts of the world. So charity needs to to begin at home and if the listeners and even the people on the line if we could begin to make a difference at home i truly believe it will spread about and we have an opportunity because once there is life there is hope to make a change as a nation and then affect the world in such a positive way very good very good um and there's a question on the chat where somebody asked how do you feel about donald trump's comments And now he has been um, ostracized from NBC. 
um, from the Miss Universe, um, and there's many, many things happening with him. Uh, Johnny, are you there? Yes. Okay, and so the the question was, how do you feel about uh, Donald Trump's comments? Well, see, I didn't hear his comments. I'm not sure what he said, but I know it upset everybody. I, I saw today in the paper where Macy's had dropped his uh, uh, Macy's has dropped his clothing line. Yes. Yes. So he's getting a, whatever he said. It's a lot of flack he's receiving from it. And he might have just said something that will take him out of the race or even being considered a candidate for president. Exactly. Uh, and who do we still have on the line right now? Hello? Okay. Yes, who do we have on the line right now? This is Andrew Muhammad. Hello, How my you doing, my sister? Oh, man, look at here. This is one How of the How you shows. doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing yeah, great. I, I, made it, I made it a little I'm late, but I got it. I, I got on it. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. And we were we were wrapping up our show right now because we were going over the everything that's going on in, in the in our nation and us as a people. And as I said to you earlier, I know you have. You know, what you want to say to share with what's going on, not only with um, the shootings in South Carolina, um, with, you know, the gunning down of all our, our you know, African young brothers by the police, um, so much going on that's bringing to light racism that's been here. It's just a deep-seated root that um, is still uh, flourishing, you know, through our nation, but there's questions about, you know, what's going on. And I know you have, you know, you know what you've seen uh, as an individual and what's going on in the news. Uh, give, you know, our listening audience exactly what you're finding out. Well, what, what's happening today, and a lot of people, people don't want to realize and understand that we are living in a world that is going out. We are living in an evil and wicked world, as what the Bible says. It's, it's all in the Bible. It tells you exactly what's going on. And that's why it's called the people blind, deaf, and dumb. They have eyes, but they can't see, ears, and can't hear, tongue, and can't speak. So what we're looking at now is the end of the world of Satan. This world isn't going to change for any better until it gets worse. We're looking at some a situation that is uh, being handled by God. God is the one that's in charge today of whatever is taking place, and it's not going to be good. <laughs> We're talking about trying to get together and do this here, and you find people talking. Well, well, we need to, to to come together as a people and as a nation. Well, that's something that we need to do. See, but we haven't done it, and it doesn't look like it's going to be done because people don't want to change. See, people don't well, want to change. Well, that's basically the problem with relationships. You right. don't want to change. Don't nobody want to change. Right. They want to stay the way they are and still maintain, you understand, a certain uh, a lifestyle. You can't, you can't change your condition until you change your mind. But they want you to change. Yes, yeah, they want you to change. Yeah. See, most people want you to change. It's like when they talk about racism. You know, white people are always talking, telling black people, do you understand, uh, y'all ought to get over slavery. 
Well, I don't hear him telling the Jews to get over the Holocaust. They make sure you remember it. But they don't want us to remember slavery. See, we have to face the truth. This is what the Bible is saying. The only thing that's going to make a change is when you face the truth and stop going into denial about what's happening in the world and what's happening with black people and white people. Racism still exists, and it's still as strong as ever. You can't legislate hate. It's just like bullying. You can't legislate bullying, stopping bullying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, go ahead. Go on, baby. No, I was going to say that we have so many people who say, well, you know what, what can we do to change? What can be even legislated to change? And are people ready for change? Because racism, as I said, is deep-seated, deep-rooted. You have people who have been raised in racism. You have your your skinheads, you have, uh, you know, your, your neo-Nazis and your white people. Oh, no, it's, 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 it's racism is, 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 is like a disease. It's like a malignant cancer that spread from the White House to the outhouse. See? It's not something that is, uh, uh, that's going to go away just because somebody say well, we, what we ought to do and want to pass legislation and stuff like that. You can't, take, you can't legislate hate out of a person. If a person mm-hmm. hates you, they hate you. <laughs> it ain't nothing oh, you can okay. do about it. So, so uh, what, what is your name, sir? Andrew Muhammad. Andrew. How, yes. do you, what, how, do you, how do you get it out of them then? Get out of what? How do you get that hate out of a person? How does that you, happen? You, well, you can't get hate out of a person. You, you nobody know can get hate out of a person. The person has to get, they take the hate out of themselves once they understand the reason why they're hating and see that what they, what they're, the reason for, for hating is invalid. They have no reason for it. They have no justification for it. And when they realize that, the man who has who realizes his ignorance has taken the first step toward knowledge. See, when you realize that you're ignorant and that you're dumb and you don't know nothing, then you can start learning. But see, most people that you talk to think they know everything. That's true. Even the young people. You go downtown, and in downtown you got people laying out there in the street in the gutters and stuff, and you try to talk to them and tell them something to, to help them get themselves together, they look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> you can't tell me nothing. Who are you? I know, oh, man, I know what's happening. Look at, the, look at the signs going around in the street today and all the people talking about Black Lives Matter. Who do they matter to? That's the question that I ask. Who does, who does Black Lives Matter to? Hmm. They sure don't matter to us, but we take more of them than anybody. They don't matter to white people because white people have shown us for 460 years that our lives don't mean nothing to them. But they sure not talking talk. to the police because they didn't show you that your life don't mean nothing to them either. So who are you talking to? Well, you know, but aren't they trying to make the example to show to let people understand that we do matter? I mean, because over the years and over the generations, uh, people we can see that black lives didn't matter. And we're trying to show that, and, and people are, you know, showing that they're trying to say that black lives matter, saying that we matter. And well, see, you, can't, to- you, can't, you can't show 
black, you can't uh, put up signs talking about Black Lives Matter. It's in your actions. Your actions is what reflect whether something is, is important to you or not. They're what they're trying to make, they're trying to bring a point across. They're trying to bring a point across and say, look, can't you see Black Lives Matter? You know, it, it, it's, it's yeah, but I mean, this is, what, this is what black people are saying. We're saying the, our lives matter. But who are you talking to? This is what I'm trying to get you to understand. Who are you talking to? Are you talking to yourself? Because if you if you're talking about black lives matter, you need to be talking. Nobody else. You need to be talking to us. We need to know that our lives matter, and we need to do something to show that our lives matter by stop killing each other, stop going around here. Uh, with all these different yes, ideas yes. and different different directions, we're going in 50,000 different directions. How are you going to unite and you're going in 50,000 different directions? Everybody got a program. Everybody got a concept. Everybody got a philosophy. Everybody going in different ways. How are you going to unite with, with something like that? So what you're, what you're thinking and what you're saying is that as a black people, we are still divided. Oh, so we're more divided now than ever before. And more divided now than ever before. All you got to do is just open your eyes and look at it. Here you got 50 million black people in the richest nation ever been on the face of the earth and ain't got a grocery store. Mm-hmm. But now you tell me how intelligent we are. That's correct. That's right. That's I mean, right. that's just reality. I'm just talking reality. I'm not talking, I'm not, it's not about uh, trying to, to, to hurt nobody or trying to, to uh, uh, attack nobody or say something bad about somebody. The truth is the truth. I don't think we're hurt. This is fact, but the, th- the fact of the matter is that this is fact. This yeah. is fact. And, this is and, fact. It, exactly. This is fact. This is a life that we have to li- live every day. Every uh, day. Exactly. We have to live it every day. And when we see it and we we see these, like you say, the, the home of the signs, Black Lives Matter, they're, they're wearing the T-shirt, they're, they're wearing the caps. You know, yeah, they're doing all of that. And, and they're... But you, don't, but you don't hear them protesting when John John go shoot Ray Ray and shoot little Susie playing in the yard, you understand, playing with a little dog and stuff, and get shot, you understand, by drive-by, you understand. You don't hear nobody protesting that. You don't hear about it running up and down the street with signs in, in, in front of Ray Ray's house telling him, you understand, about shooting John And you don't hear no one putting up a protest when a, a Hispanic kills a Hispanic, a Korean kills a Korean. Uh, uh, like you say, Ray Ray came, you know, by yeah. or whoever, you know. So, you don't hear nothing about it. But, you, but, but let me ask you this, though, because these, these, and of course the media, the media glorifies and makes, you know, even that much more, you know, glorified in a story. That's right. And, and, and these nine lives that were killed, these nine lives where this white boy goes in there and kills. But just think of the many, wow, I can't even, I don't even know how many black lives have been killed by the white man. Unreported police killings. I mean, you have a story with this one white man. He's he's going to South Carolina. We kill that uh, one black boy. He got uh, he got convicted, but it just seems like he's the token white man who's getting convicted. Mm-hmm. I don't know out there who I've killed and have not come to light. That's right. 
But think about that. Think about thousands of them. We just uh, we we're, we're the prey here. See, we're the prey here in America. We don't want to accept the fact, you understand, that we've been here in in America for four hundred years. We still don't have no justice. We still don't have no reparations. We still haven't been given anything to do anything for ourselves but sit at the foot and beg for the crumbs that fall from the right man's table. Just like Lazarus in the Bible, because that's who we represent, Lazarus. In the Bible, all those things in the Bible is talking about us. The Bible, Israel, we're the Israel of the Bible, not the Jews. The Israel, Israel don't fit none of that in the Bible. Israel hasn't been a slave for the years, nowhere in history. See? It's, it's called identity theft. Remember when Esau, when Jacob stole Esau's birthright? That's identity theft. Yes, yes. And that's when the nations we were divided. And that's what the Jews did to us. They stole our identity in the script, in the Bible, so that they could receive all of the, 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 uh, uh, the sympathy and stuff from the world. But if you look at the Holocaust and you look at uh, 400 years of slavery, it don't even compare. See? The Holocaust don't even compare to 400 years of slavery. Exactly. I don't nobody want to talk about it. You know, we we supposed to get over that. And that, no, and that's one thing we'll never get over, and we should not get over. No, but we're not going. I'm not going to get over it. And until, right. until you straighten up, until everybody accept the truth and find and, and and admit the truth, it's not about mm-hmm. ignoring the truth. It's about being able to speak it without fear. We're afraid to speak the truth. Well, now, let me ask you this, because, you, you know, the politicians, and I know I'm going over a little bit on my, on my show, but, and, and this is what I really wanted to go into uh, before everything's really got out of control here with this show. Um, uh, and I, once again, I apologize to all my listeners here at T25CL, uh, Galaxy Talk Radio, Ross's Corner, because uh, we don't have a, a lot of shows like that, and um, uh, we want to have control over what we do here at our uh, radio shows. Um, but I wanted to really go into this topic because it's hot and heavy and, and something that always and will continually need to be addressed. We mm-hmm. talk we as a people trying to, and we are, are, are making a change, wanting to make a change, but if we as a people don't come together as a one right. Right, and be of one mind and one right. accord, we will right. all be divided. Yep, that's right. Always try to find, like you said, everybody's trying to come up with different gimmicks, come up with different little societies, come up right. with different organizations to say, "I'm better than this." Look, come to my organization. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a make a difference. Well, make a difference as a people, as a whole. That's right. Amen. Why can Why we can we not do that? And so it seems like it's just. Uh, uh, you know, we had a, a, a couple on uh, last night. I want to show you know young men who want want to make a difference. You know, starting with the young 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 guys. You know, young young men, young brothers, young black brothers, who are being targeted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Out of the priest household, these young young brothers, my brothers, men, black men, who are the priests of the household. Mm-hmm. Cut mm-hmm. off the that the household, the household will scatter. So when you have that, 
the the, the society and all that's going on. And 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 I'm I'm sorry, but you know that young woman who wanted to pass herself off as black, you know, being the head of NAACP, that was just a, a poor judgment of character. I'm 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 trying to you know really hone in on that because what what she's kind of coming in as as well as a lot of people say, well, she's coming in, she wants to see a, a change. She wants to make a difference. What she can what can she do to make a difference? And so many oh, people she has she has mental problems. She has mental problems. Well so you know, but some people yeah, but then you have other people say, well, she's coming in here and making a difference where nobody else would or nobody else could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. wants one woman to be the head of the NAACP to make a change. What's that saying about us as people? Mm-hmm. Like you said, yeah. Roslyn, you know, we must become one as a people, you know. And, you know, the, 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 you know, the scripture said the truth will make us free, you know, not set us free, but make us free. And today we have, you know, a lot of people going around and, you know, they're having life coach classes and, and, and life betterment classes. And different things, but it, it seems like it goes into a path of getting rich more than really reaching the hearts of the people that come out. You know, I came back to America here um, from Europe, and I did not want to do church. I, I'm a called pastor, but I did not want to do church. I struggled with it. I just surrendered to it, um, you know, just last week to doing it again, but I didn't want to do what I'm seeing in churches here because they're missing the mark and it's getting into a get-rich-quick something, whereas people are really actually hurting. And, you know, I told the Lord, I said, now if I'm going to do this, I want to feed the hungry. I want to clothe the naked. I want to teach people truth. I want to prepare them to go out and have interviews and, and different things because where you have poverty, you're going to have a problem. You're going to have an issue always and 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 people start off good but then it gets into a path of you know a competitive path a path of get rich and that one soul they lose sight on the importance of that one soul if you can make a difference with one and that one make a difference with another one we we are growing we are advancing you know, and we have to come together as a people. There are so many are uh, gifted and skilled um, black people, but yet we will leave supporting the black businesses to go support other businesses. And we are not saying don't support other businesses, but don't pass up your black businesses to support them because their people are supporting them. I don't support um prejudice and, you know, all of those things. I remember a couple of years ago, Frederick Casey Price, he wrote a book on um, on race, um, religion, and raci- uh, re- religion, racism, and, um, and something else. But he got a lot of flack off of that book. It took the white man to come and defend what the black man wrote, and we are the ones hurting from it. While we don't rise up and support what what is going on with us as a people. Then when the guy shot uh, Trayvon, it took the white business, the stores that we shop in, they sent him money for his defense. And we are the ones who support that store. And it was a black guy who got, a young man who got killed, and his life just went up in smoke. He is no more. He is gone. And, um, and we continue to, to, to shop at these places, and we cannot come together as a people, as one. 
Um, well, and I think if we could come together as a people as one, nothing that we imagine to do could be restrained. But see, yeah. this is why this is why the Bible calls us dead. See, when you live, when you read the Bible and it talks about the resurrection of the dead, this is what you are talking about: dead people coming together with life. This this is what we represent: the Valley of Dry Bones. When the mm-hmm. bones come together, when the knee bone connected to the, mm-hmm. well, this is all referring to the Negro here mm-hmm. in America, who's dead. Mm-hmm. We are dead mm-hmm. people. Negro mm-hmm. comes from Negro comes from the Greek word necro, which means mm-hmm. a dead man. This is why the mm-hmm. first sixty-five years of our enslavement, the white man murdered us in our mind. Mm-hmm. So he he made us mentally dead, and we're still mentally and spiritually dead. That's come why on, we can't yeah. do nothing for ourselves. Go out to the cemetery and talk to the people out there and see if they respond. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. We're here at 2253 on Galaxy Talk Radio. It looks like we have another caller on the line. Caller, give us your name. Where are you calling from? Oh, it's Chief. Hey. Okay. Chief. Hello? Hey, man. Greetings to you. And um, um, thank you for letting me on. Uh, I want to... Uh, give uh, the greetings to Brother Johnny and Sister Sandra. I want to welcome both of you guys back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And to uh, my brother Andrew, I want to give the nation's greetings of peace. Uh, peace to you, you brother. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes sir. And, you know, everybody had some opinions this evening. I think this was probably the most opinionated show I think we've ever had. <laughs> It is. They work, man. I'm, I, and I really apologize to my listening audience because it uh, it got out of hand, and I just had to mute everybody. You know. Mm-hmm. No, but it's it, it's all right. It's all right. We grow and we live. You know, we learn. Amen. But, Amen. But, you know, um, you know, we have been here in America now for about four hundred years, and we were released from servitude just over one hundred and fifty years ago. And we made a few strides. We can drink out of the same water fountain, use the same bathroom, eat at the same burger stand and these sort of things, and maybe go to the same schools and maybe live in their neighborhood. These are gradual uh, uh, pieces of relief. But they're never, ever, ever going to set us totally free as, as a human being here in this country. No, not as long, not as, long as, as, as white people are in charge, we will never be free. The only way that you can free yourself from your enemy is to disconnect yourself from them. Because we like a caboose on the end of a train. long as you stay connected to that train, wherever that train goes, you're going to be on the end of it. Hmm. How do you disconnect? How do you disconnect? Yeah, and you also got to remember, too, that we were taught that we were never freed. We were just set free. Exactly. We were never exactly. free. And so, and realistically, and what's happening here is until, and this is my opinion, of course, and call it whoever you want to call it, but until there is divine intervention on this exactly. planet, this, that's the only solution. That's because what's happening now. Yeah, we, we are too divided as a people. Uh, we, we're divided economically, socially. Um, Economically, politically, industrially, educationally, morally, <laughs> we're sick. We're, we're, we're too but, but that's, the, that's the same division as the whole world. The whole world is divided. That's yeah, right. Yeah, but I, but I think the problem that we're addressing is, is with us and our community. 
and other people have their issues. But uh, but I think for the past 20 minutes or so, we were addressing our issues as black people here in America. And boy, oh, boy, do we have issues. Like I said, there are changes, <laughs> gradual changes. But we will never, ever, ever, not as long as this system keeps running like this, ever get total freedom, justice, and equality. They're, they're never going to accept us 100%. We no. We had a black president, and now uh, look what they're doing now, going into the church, the, church, the Christian church, and shooting mm-hmm. nine people. And then when we had That's a show right. last night, eight churches were burning back then in South mm-hmm. Carolina. Because Obama, when they put when they put President Obama in there in office, President Obama was just put in there to to make us do exactly what we're doing right now, going back to sleep, yes, thinking right. that thing was going to change. Yeah, no, it it, it wasn't going to be a change. Not not. Yeah, like change, it's changing. It's changing all right for the worse. Yeah. yeah, and and that's why this stuff is kind of coming out a little bit because every time they shoot one of us dead on the street. That's the the president of the United States that they're taking taking the shots at. Trayvon was a Barack. The brother in Cleveland was a Barack. The brother selling cigarettes in New York was a Barack. And so they're just taking us out one right after another. And and letting us kill each other and helping us do it. And that's why you kill yourself. You remember back when the first Bush was in in the office, uh, what they did was they brought a truckload of weapons and, and took them right down there to South Central L.A. and put the word out, hey, go down there to First and Broadway, and uh, it's a truck running, go ahead and yourself. And this is where the weapons came in, into the black community. The Crips got some, the blood got some. And, and, and so one of the worst things that can possibly happen is for somebody to dress up in red, somebody to dress up in blue, you put weapons in their hands and have them kill each other, and you can just sit back and watch it. And, and mm-hmm. Look at those crazy Negroes. They're killing one That's another. Right. That's but, right. It's, but sometimes... We were raised and we trained to kill each other. That's right. That started, that started on the plantation. And we, fund, we fund these black operations, as they call them, with the drugs. They grow, they grow the drugs outside the country, then bring them, put them in our neighborhoods, and then have us selling them. And then here right. we have to say, oh, uh, uh, 60th Avenue is our turf and 70th Avenue is our turf. But who who really owns the property? Who's paying the property taxes on that property? Not no crip, not no blood. None of us. And so we, if we keep falling for the okie doke and, yep. and for the game. All the time. If you keep falling for it, it's just like an old saying is, is how do you catch a monkey? How do you catch a monkey is you, you, you get a bowl of rice, and you put a hole in it, and you put uh, a little trinkets right below it. What would a monkey do? He'll reach through the, the coconut to reach down, and he grabs that little kernels of rice right up under it, and then he's, he won't let go. He'll keep holding off, and this is how you catch him because he won't let go. And just like us, it, it, you know, I'm, I hate to sound critical of us, but we have to do this. We want to. But that's what that's what our problem is. We want to We want to keep. We want to let go. Gangs. We want to keep holding on to dope. We want to keep holding on to weapons. Right. And, exactly. and like somebody said earlier uh, about little Johnny killing little Ray Ray, and, and this yeah. 
hatred of self and kind is the worst thing amongst us. Uh, you know, you know give me a Jack. You know, one of the worst things, one of the greatest weapons that an enemy can put into the, uh, uh, his enemy is his mind. Yep. And that's what we have. We have our enemy's mind, so that's what we see exactly what the enemy see. We think like the enemy think. We want what the enemy want. We do everything that we, we, we fall in love with the enemy because we have become the enemy. And so we become self-destructive because of that. We become self-destructive and seem like we're putting it in our hands and we are embracing it. I have have first cousins that live in Nigeria. They are millionaires. But when when they show Africa and these places um, on TV, we don't see the millionaires. We see flies coming out of their noses. We see the bad, so we think we can do better. And then we can't stray from the fact also that these games that they are making, that people are sitting from one, um, from you know, for, for hours in front of their TVs and shooting down people. This, this is a game that you purchase, and then when you get, uh, when your mind is captured by this concept, then you go out there, you look for a real gun, and what you do, you begin to have the game in real. You begin to shoot mm-hmm. people down in real. And then parents are so busy trying to, you know, make the money to hold, you know, to uphold the the, the, the home. So what they do? What do you want? Oh, I want this game. What you put in the hands? A weapon. They sit in front there, shooting cars, shooting people all day long. That stuff will affect you because you will become a product of your environment. And this is what some of these white kids are doing too. And so then they buy their weapons and the parents want to know, where did you get this gun? You know? And they go out there and they begin to shoot people. I mean, how can you just go into a church and shoot down nine people dead. You have to be a good shot. You are no, you have to be a evil, Where did you wicked, learn? Uh, right evil, in the home, right person. in front of the television. He was raised like that. He was yes. raised like that. That's right. Yes. Yeah. That was a upbringing. It was ingrained in him. He thought that it was necessary. They said he had cried before he did it, but he said, I have to do it because it has right. to be done. Because he's been brainwashed by somebody. Exactly. He, he was just an agent. There's plenty of more out there ready to go. He's just a Manchurian candidate. It, there's, yep. there's plenty yep. more of, of him out there ready. They're just waiting on their marching orders. He just got his yep. marching orders. Yep. Go ahead and do the job, and he did his job. And then you, yep. you see all the respect that he got when, when he got arrested? They didn't put him on the ground and put him in chokehold. They, no. they, they asked him, oh, is it okay if we arrest you? <laughs> a, couple, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, there was a young man on the television, and um, he came back from war. He was walking in the street naked, and he was shot down and killed. The man did not have a pants on. He didn't have a shirt on. He didn't have a weapon, but he was killed. And the moment I saw it, I said, that guy went out to war, and somehow he came back in, you know, with a little mental problem. 
and you know, and so you go out there to defend your country, and a lot of the soldiers are back here, you know, with this, um, you know, stress syndrome, where, and they need the help, and they're not being, they're not getting the help they need. There was another lady on TV. Um, she shot her, you know, killed her three kids, and then herself. And people say, well, oh, she seemed to be normal. She was okay. You have to see some of these signs where they lose control, and you have to know it will be self-destructive eventually. And so they go out there to defend their countries, and when they come back in, they can't even get the financial help to, to, to get the, the, the mental and the physical help that they need. So you go to defend your country, and when you come back to your country, is your country defending you? All right, all right. I know this is a pleasure to talk about, but uh, hold on a minute. You're here at 225CR Galaxy Talk Radio here at Rosalind's Corner uh, with Johnny LeGrand, with my sister Sandra, and, of course, my brother Andre Muhammad, and, uh, of course, the chief online. And uh, we're going to have our last comments before we wrap it up. Um, uh, so um, you get ready to say something, Johnny? Uh, well, yeah, I was going to uh, tell you, I, I got to check out I got to go to work. And oh, I, wanted yeah. to see if Elliot, I wanted to see if Elliot was still on the line. No, he had to, he had to get up early in the morning. He's out there in North Carolina, so he's, he's three hours okay. ahead of us, and my brother has, has, has can, gone. Can, can, you know how to get in touch with him? I do, sir. Okay, could you have him call, give me a call? I will. I'll make that connection. Thank you, Thank you very much. Thank you very you're much. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, so um, our, last be, our last comments before we leave, Johnny, um, to our listening audience tonight, um, and overall, everything that's taken place, just give them a last comment. Okay, well, to me, everything we've actually talked about is we get back to relationships. And, see, relationships are built on feeling. And that's something that we're not doing for each other, uh, no matter what race, no matter what country, the whole world. We're, nobody's feeling for each other. And until we that's start right. connecting, until we start reconnecting in a human way, until everybody is a human to us, just like us, with the same feelings as us, we won't be able to solve these problems. That's right. Yes, yes. All right. And Brother Mohammed. Well, my last comment is that I like to get I like to for black people to really think, to start to think about what they believe and about what they understand, about what they stand, about where they are, how they're living, and the problems that we have that can't be that doesn't seem like we can solve them. We have to realize that we are dead people. We are dead. And you have to understand what dead means in all its aspects, not just physically dead being put in a grave, but you, there's a lot of aspects and connections that you can associate being dead with. So we have to wake up. We have to wake our minds up and come out of this foolishness that we've been in for 400 years and believe in these lies and stuff that has been instilled into our minds that we have to give the white man back his mind. Mm. Peace. Mm, peace. All right, Mr. Sandra, and uh, I'll let Chief Rapid have a comment. Yes, I would like my last comment to be, so it takes less energy 
to love than to hate. It takes more to hate. So let's focus on love. Let's embrace all races. Let's begin to let charity begin at home and begin to love and let it spread abroad. At the end of the day, we have to give an account for our actions, not for the other, not for another man. All right. Um, Angel. Yes, ma'am. Well, we, we just have to take gradual steps, and unity is a very difficult thing for our people because of the mental death that we have suffered by being here in this country. And it's just going to take time, but I don't know how much time that this world is going to have. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> <Yeah>. And so <laughs> while, while we're here, you know, we've got to get up every day and work as though we're going to be here for another thousand years. And so, uh, but in that period of time where there's going to be a thousand years, five hundred years, or one year, we got to strive for perfection and work collectively together in unity. And we got to formulate an economic base. And it can start right here at T25CL Entertainment Galaxy Talk Radio. I mean, this is, is where the unity can start right here with our people. And yeah. and all we got to do is just do is just start increasing our numbers, and let's uh, uh, generate the economics, and let's start trying to employ our own people. Employment starts with an economic base. It starts with a product, and it also counts for recirculating the dollars within inside of our community. And if we can't do that, we've got to trade amongst one another. If there's things that we need here at T25CL, we should be getting it from some other black company that can supply us with those needs. When our artist comes out with their music, download their music. What does that do? That supports the company. And what does that do? It, it elevates us and gets us to a point that we can hire more and more people, and we will do it. So it can start here. So T25CL is calling out 30 million black folks in this country, and then we'll start spreading outside of the country. Let's formulate a unity base right here at T25CL Entertainment. We can do it right here. We do these talk shows three three times, three nights a week. And let's see what's call in, get more involved in what we're doing, check out our products, and watch and see what we will do. We won't turn our backs on you. We won't invest monies in uh, offshore platforms. We will keep it right here, and we will support our people we will build and we will grow, but we need the support of everyone. And we'll see you on the next show on Monday evening. Exactly. Well, I just want to reiterate, you know, what Chief is saying, that it's a, if there's one thing that we want to do as, as a people is to come together as a family. Uh, we are as one. We should, we should be as one. Um, and then also when we're – it's like you, when we do these radio shows – uh, there's no telling who will come on and try to interject or to bring their opinions, but that's what radio is all about. Um, everyone has their own opinion. But to respect one another and to know that, you know what, uh, right now we're, we're, we're coming together as a people, we need to worry about ourselves and what we need to do as come together. And so um, from here at Roswell's Corner, uh, from Barbara's show, a Straight Talk from the High Brush, uh, from Lorenzo's show, Compton Politics, 
Uh, we as a company, as a people, we are definitely going to continue to support one another, support our people, and we look for people to support us, support the black people. Black people support them, you know, and so it's going to be a continued struggle. It's always going to be a continued struggle, but until we learn, and we are continually having lessons every day, until we learn, to come together as one, the struggle. So I'm Rosalind Jordan Mills here at T25CL, Rosalind's Corner. I want to bid everyone a good night. Hi, my sister. Good night. Good night, Johnny. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.